Hello and welcome everyone to the USTS Ultimate Sports Training Show. I'll be your host for today's show, Bob Lemire. Uh, what we try to do on this show is get into the to the minds of unique and elite athletes, uh, martial artists, or whatever anyone has uh, anything to offer uh, for anyone who uh, might be uh, training or you know trying to learn a specific art. Today on on today's show we have. Um, a special guest, great friend of mine. Uh, we go way back into the 1970s. We used to train together. Uh, good friend of mine again is uh, uh, Reverend Jamie Bro Proctor. Welcome, Reverend. Nice to see you, Bob. Reverend uh, Proctor was. We trained together for probably about four years, five years in in the Lawrence area under the uh, Grand Master Mu Young Lee. Uh, one of the greatest grandmasters of uh, Taekwondo ever. And uh, then we lost track of each other. And um, I asked Jamie, what happened? And then Jamie said to me a couple of minutes ago, life. And I like that. <laughs> life happens. Uh, and now he's back with us uh, over in uh, Pelham, New Hampshire, and that is Taekwondo uh, with all the grandmasters who have been training together for the last uh, almost 50 years. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, do me a favor. I haven't seen you uh, too much in the last 40 years. We'd bump into each other once in a while. Yes, yes. Uh, and there's a couple of funny stories about that. But um, what have you been up to? And uh, your, your life is quite interesting and unique. Uh, just give us a quick synopsis of what's been going on for the last 45 years. Well, I left the school um, for different reasons. Most, like I said, mostly life. Um, kind of bounced around to different styles of martial arts, uh, different types of training, different weapons. Um, I ended up uh, needing to fall back on um, my martial arts career and ended up at, uh, at a Methuen Aikido uh, in an Iaido program, which is a uh, art of drawing the Japanese sword, uh, basically the samurai sword. Um, we ended up, uh, ended up getting my black belt through uh, Master uh, Alex Mikoskis, uh, so I ended up with being his only black belt. Unfortunately, he had a stroke, uh, couldn't uh, train anymore. Unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, he ended up allowing me to be the instructor for the school for a good, probably around seven or eight years. Not, then it just wasn't enough for me. My I lost uh, my father and brother passed years ago. Uh, my older brother passed. About six years ago, my mother went about a month after him. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, so, I mean, I have children. I have three beautiful daughters, two grandchildren, a great girlfriend that you know, treats me like a king. But the, the whole thing was with it, 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 I needed family again. Right. And I went back. I happened to stop in the school one time, and Grandmaster Pelletier happened to be there and I walked in and he looked at me cause I'm all tattooed face and right, you know, right, yeah. and I'm probably 50 pounds heavier than I was back oh, yeah. then. Yeah. Young, it used to be young Jamie. Yeah. Cause we get you by, <laughs> he's got you by 10 years yeah, anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I ended up going back with him going in and he just looked at me, couldn't figure out who I was. And when wow. I told him, he just welcomed me back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I ended up going back. It took me about a year or two to work my schedule around. Uh, my business schedule around going back to the classes, but I ended up back. And the first thing Mr. Grandmaster Pelletier said to me at his class was, "Welcome home, Reverend." There you go. And there you go, you know. Reverend. Um, 
the t- tattoo. Now, I, you have uh, you have you, you have tattoos all over your body, and you own a tattoo parlor. And wh- where was that located? It's in Salem, New Hampshire. Shogun tattoo, right Sh- on Broadway. Shogun. Yep. Shogun tattoo. And um, uh, you just showed me one of the tattoos you have now on your face is uh, the Taekwondo. Yes, Taekwondo. I. I after 45 years, I finally got my yeah. black belt. Right. So right, right before the, the test, I had one of the guys who works for me right. tattoo the kanji right. for right. Taekwondo. And and now on the other side of your face, for people who can't see, uh, he's fairly fully tattooed on his face. Um, symbols. And if you just a couple the, of words on the symbols. Here. The symbols represent the seven virtues of samurai. Um, and the, there's three symbols on my temple that are for Bushido, which okay. is the code that the samurai lived by, that they would die for their family. Okay, okay. And I think that was pretty close to, for me. Right. That, that was a, right, yeah. meant a lot. Yeah. And it, it's because, and that, that, uh, it must put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. I mean, you, you really have to think about, because once it's on, it's on. Yeah. Especially the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's no going back from that. No. And, and you must, you must have tons of uh, stories of when people see it for the first time. But you know, so, we, so I, we had a customer the other day <laughs> that had come in, um, probably thirty mid thirties woman, and one of the guys was working on her that works for me. Yeah. And the first thing she asked was, "Is that scary guy here?" <laughs> <laughs> and well, I said, "What?" He goes, "What scary guy?" Yeah, she goes, the guy with the tattoos <laughs> on his face. He goes, "Jamie, yeah, he's yeah. a reverend and a grandfather." Yeah, and he's such a nice guy. <laughs> you were always a humble, humble kid. Even I remember. I think I was. I had to be 19 or 18 yes, yeah. when we trained, and you had to be 12? I was... Um, 13? 12, 13 when you were training about together? 14 years old, right. I think I started, because I think I left when I was about right. 19. Right. And and I and the the ones, the first school we had in Lawrence above uh, the Goodwill store, uh, it couldn't have been 20 by 20. It was the smallest little thing, and yep. we had more students in there with Grandmaster Lee. It was amazing. And the workouts we would have, and the great thing is you're 12, 13... I'm 19, Gary's in his 20s, we all trained together, and that was a family. Yeah. And Master Lee made a family, and yeah. <laughs> it's just I miss those days so oh, much. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's uh, then we'd move around. We had to move around, and then we ended up starting the United Taekwondo. I started that uh, in, in Pelham in 1990. Still there. Yep. We're talking, uh, you know, 32 years, 32 yeah. years. Yeah. And um, so... Uh, it's great, you know. We we uh, we trained about what two or three months ago. You and me, we trained yes, one, one yeah, class. That was one great. Day. That was, that was the great. First time in forty something years. Yep. You know, you uh, haven't lost the niche. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> you still look it, great. It's sixty six. Uh, I, I I feel you know. You wake up in the morning. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and uh, I feel like I'm twenty five years old. I'm ready to do everything. Sometimes I wake up, I feel like I'm one hundred twenty five years old. I you hear know. that. You, 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 <laughs> you know, and so that's what we could talk about. Also, is what you've done for uh, uh, say say that. And I'm so intrigued with the samurai. And um, and how do you say that the uh, Iido. Iido. I don't want to mispronounce it. What what made you get into that? That's just intriguing. I've always liked the weapons right. form, and at the time I was pushing about two hundred twenty pounds, which. Wow. Jesus. Going back to my Taekwondo days when I was 135 pounds, pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, as far as physical, um, it, it it kind of melted me in a little bit back into martial arts without having to have a stroke or a heart attack. Hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, so it it was it was something I could do um, to still be part of martial arts, but um, 
not really overexert myself, I guess that's what right, I'm right. saying. Um, in fact, part of the reason I waited as long as I did to go back to the Taekwondo school, not only for scheduling purposes, but I needed to lose some weight. Right, right. right. I dropped about 50 pounds before I went back wow. to the school. Wow. Yeah. It just diet or diet yeah, and, and I, exercise? <laughs> well, I had all my teeth removed and all implants done, so right, I couldn't eat yeah. for over a year. Wow, that Jesus. knocked a little bit off, and then plus <laughs> plus training, yeah, you know, yeah. and and diet, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It all it all comes together. Oh yeah. Plus, yep. you know, training actually training with Grandmaster Lee, and I tell people, I mean, he tortured us. He had he had this mentality, you know, two hour classes, uh, didn't you know, no no air conditioner, uh, open up the windows, and if it was one hundred and ten degrees out, it's too bad. You get in a two hour class, You're right? And you, when you start doing and training like that, nothing in life is harder. No, and and better not bend over and try to catch your breath, and, and better not go get a glass of water until he says it's so, because uh, he'd yell at you. Oh yeah, uh, but boy, did that toughen you up? That's old school. Yeah, that's old school. Yeah. And um, uh, boy, do I miss that. He passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, God so, rest his soul. So upset that I couldn't get to see him before. Yeah. Yeah, he would have loved to see you because yeah. that's how he was. Yeah, but he said he never forgot a student. Either. Never. Oh, you know your name the minute yeah. you walked right in. Yeah. Uh, and and you know how the hard that is because kids are 12, 13, they come in in their 40 and 50. They'll come in and say, Grandmaster LeMay, how are you? And I'll go, hi, not a clue. <laughs> you, no. don't, you don't remember me? And I go, no, you just know. No. But you got to figure, I mean, I would think after almost 50 years of, of being around teaching, whatever, it's there's got to be, it's got to be, 25,000, 50,000 people you, you've gone through your life. Oh, it's it, my my business especially. It, yeah. Know, and people get, I've actually had people get insulted. I had a, a woman came in for a small piece and I mean, I'm 60 years old. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, it's, the memory starts yeah. to go. And she was upset that I remember her name. She's yeah. like, I thought we really connected. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I connected with thousands of other people <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. And well, it's like I say, little kids, they'll grow up. And you, you've kind of, you don't stay the same, but you're that same person. Right. But they were little kids. You don't see them for 40 years, and it's like, you know, they're grown men looking down at you. Yeah. Last time you saw them, they were, you know, two and a half feet. Well, that's just funny. Um, and, and, and just one more question on the, on the summer right now. You did a show for me, and I'd, yes. like, I'd like a couple more show for the, the mm -hmm. Taekwondo show we have at DATV. Uh, anyone who wants to ever check in on that. Uh, we have a half hour uh, Taekwondo show. Um, you, you'd enjoy it, and the um, you've done you did that one show for me, and oh boy, a lot of people talk to me about it. They just because you know, no one sees that, uh, and 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 that was the it's uh, you drawing the sword, right? That's base. That's well, basically, a samurai is a duel, right? The faster you draw your sword, the right the, the that's usually the first one to draw the sword is the winner. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah, but it. It also has to do with techniques. Um, there's a lot of misinterpretation. It's not like some of the other like Okinawan weapons that it's more kind of fancy, you know, like nunchucks and right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. where whereas a sword, it's very the, the movements are done precisely but very um, basic. It, it there's no spinning it around like fancy. Right. It's none of that. Right. And, and a lot of people, you see a lot of it on like YouTube videos where they're throwing the swords no, no. up in the air yeah, yeah. and doing all that. I see that, yeah. Because when I watch your show, I said, it's a ceremony. Yes, exactly. It's very traditional. It's a total ceremony, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's so it's so relaxing just to watch. Yeah. 
It's very relaxing to do. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to practice that ceremony over and over. Yeah, uh, even the folding of the hakama, which is right. the pants yeah. uh, that we wear over the uniform. Right. That's actually a ritual that they do. Yeah, yeah. And so you must know all the history of all samurai and... Uh, some. Yeah. Some. Because every once in a while, you know, you'll see a, a show on TV um, and uh, someone doesn't bow to one of the samurai warriors and <laughs> their head's on the ground in two seconds. Yeah, well, they were, then, they were basically the police of Japan. Right, right, and yeah. if, they were, if they were disrespected, you were, they were allowed to take your head off. And they would. Yeah. Old people. Yeah. Oh, well, the movies I saw. Right. Uh, but you know it's based on fact. Right. Some of it was, yeah. Yeah. And, and now do you, you, you practice it all anymore? Or do you? I'm still doing a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, just to, this, the, the style that I learned was they were called, the forms were called setegata. Right, right, yeah. Um, there's 12 of them. And I, I started getting into, there's another one, uh, Weishinru style. Um, I started doing a little of that. I learned a few from different people on YouTube, different, there's di- several different styles right, and right. forms for that. Yeah. Um, hundreds that I would, you know, probably never learn right. unless there was YouTube or something. But um, basically, I, I I do still still practice it. Right, right. I don't teach it anymore right. um, because I, I my hard drive in my head is always so big. Yeah. So and I'm really focusing on the Taekwondo and right. yeah, I really you don't have so much time. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to get my body back into shape again. Right. right. You know. Right. And uh, but now, did you do a form when you did my show? Did, did, I did. A, I did all twelve. When you did my show, I, yeah, I did all in that half forms. hour. Yep. Wow. Yeah, because uh, I, I forget it's been a while since right. I and I didn't know that. So those were the forms. Those were the forms. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, that's wild. Yep. That's uh, and you remember them all? You, you did. Yeah, I still remember them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, exhibitions. You ever do exhibitions with the? With no. no. Um, Surprise, because that's. My, yeah, my my instructor did one in Lowell. They had a. Um, uh, like a Japanese appreciation day or something. He, right. he did one. Um, right. That was, it was really nice. really cool to see him doing it. You know, 75 years old and he was still, still going, you know, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I, I watch um, even grandmaster Lee who, who died uh, and he died, he died of cancer and uh, he fought it. He fought that. And he was such a great shape. Yeah. I mean, the guy he was, he just lived, he lived that type of life. Just a, a pure type of life, and his drive was second to none. Uh, and he's known all around the world. Absolutely. And um, he talked to me. I remember probably two or three weeks before he died, uh, telling me uh, he's getting better. He says, "Bob, I'm getting better. I'm going to start training in a couple of weeks again. I'm going to get back into my old shape." And he was he was in the middle. He told me he was getting better and stuff, which he wasn't. But he wanted to talk to me. He didn't want to talk about, you know, the cancer or anything. Right. Uh, but that's the toughness that y- you get, and, and he's taught us. You know what I'm saying? And uh, even you get old, you think you can't do it anymore, all right? Or people think you can't do it anymore because you're over 40, over 50. Or you go right into your 90s. Mm-hmm. You can. You can go into your 90s. You you uh, you, if you watch, and I, I watched um, my whole life, you, you, I think you would know who it is, Jack LaLanne. Oh yeah, right. That's showing our age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and into his nineties. Yeah, I remember him on a show, and he was with his wife, and she she controlled him. She had the leash around him. It was just so funny. And he's. They said, "Hey, you have a birthday coming up." And I, I'm taking a guess at the at the birthday. It's ninety. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it was like that. 
And he says, yeah. And they go, what are you going to do for it? He goes, well, I want to swim the English Channel with the boats tied behind me. And they go, are you going to do it? And he goes, no, she won't let me. <laughs> and she just shook her head, no. But uh, you look at a guy like that, and you look at Grandmaster, you look at all the people. And I, I uh, Grandmaster Pelletier. Grandmaster Pelletier. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a replaced right. hip, and he still does full splits. It's, We've it's amazing. He's 72, yeah. right? Yeah, almost 72. Almost 72. He's got me. I'm the kid. Yeah, and you're the little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Little, little Jamie, little Jamie, yeah. Uh, I'm 66 and he's 72 and I'm the kid. He's going, yeah, because well, whenever we talk about our aches and pains, he goes, oh, you're young, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, up to COVID, we trained at least twice a week. And we're talking, he was 70 years old. Yeah. And um, he trained like a kid. He'd go home and hurt. Oh, yeah. And I'd go home and hurt. And we'd let a day or two go by, and we'd go back, and we train together doing our formal free spiral exercise. Uh, and we're talking in the 70s. Uh, and um, you're right. I've I, I, I got to make sure that uh, I give him his props. You know? yeah. But um, anyway, what, so you, you, what other martial arts did, were you doing also? You said Aikido? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I know. I did a little bit of Aikido at the, right. um, with the guys at the school because I was teaching there. So they, right. they kind of, you know, hey, why don't you join a class? Or, and then the grandmaster there passed away a few years ago from cancer. And, um, and where was this? It, was in, um, it wasn't originally in Methuen, right. and now it's next to my business in uh, Salem. Right. Um, it's northeast Aikido. And okay. they... Um, my friend Mike ended up taking it over. Who was one of he was like the chief instructor right, under right, uh, right. Grandmaster um, Dory. Yeah, and uh, he ended up taking it over. The uh, we had a memorial class for him. Wow! So I got to te- I got to uh, they they wanted me to be included in that. And there was right. a couple of other guys that owned schools, right. uh, different types of schools oh, yeah. that studied under uh, Grandmaster Dory that I'm still in touch with. So I called them and we all went out and. It was, it was pretty cool. Well, you're on Facebook, and we're Facebook friends, uh, and you you, do, you never stop. No. Uh, I uh, I get a kick out of um, uh, watching you and, and, and uh, build your house. Yes. Uh, and building your pool and stuff. And uh, I'm going to look at it. Now, you did most of a lot of the work uh, in the backyard that you have there with the pool. Uh, yeah, my, my girl... We, she was diagnosed with um, lung and endometrial cancer in January, so she's right. been going through chemotherapy. She's doing fairly fairly well right now, and um, we knew we wouldn't be able to travel, so we actually found someone that would that could do the pool. Right. We we had the pool put in, and I basically built her a backyard oasis around it. Right. Um, that's what I went to school for carpentry. Right. I actually went to the Vogue, okay. yeah. Lawrence Vogue so for carpentry. Kind of easy for you. Yeah, you my know. father was a finished carpenter. So nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. Because I've seen what you did with the house, and it's like, wow, what a nice job! Uh, it keeps you busy. Yeah, you save yourself some money, and and you know, as I was saying, uh, both of our wives uh, have been sick, and and they're both kind of getting better. Yeah, uh, in in a way, uh, it's slow. It's a slow process, but um, it, it it puts things in perspective. You don't Absolutely. you don't realize, uh, you know. I know with training my whole life. I spent so much time at the school and so much time with Grandmaster Lee and stuff. And I, I say to myself, should I have spent that much? That's why I ended up kind of retiring right. from teaching. You know, I could never retire from working out. Right. But I had to just, that's, it was just so much time. It I is understand time. that. And, uh, and COVID kind of slowed it down. You know, I was retired before that and thinking, I'll go back here. And COVID just shut things down. 
Right. We shut down just for a little while. Right. We're back in the action. Everyone's back in action now. Right. Hopefully it stays that way. But um, I was thinking the other day, you know, uh, it must have been maybe a five, maybe more years ago, uh, I, got a, I got an invitation for an audition for a movie. Yes. And so I went to this audition. They were looking for a martial art, and I said, right, they wanted it. They're, they're inviting me, and I'm going to give it a shot. You know, that would be fun. And uh, so I go there, and who do I see? <laughs> the Reverend Parker. <laughs> and, and you're just, you had your, your samurai yeah, yes. yeah, so, the, the kimono. <laughs> the kimono. And so I walked in and I looked, and I was so happy there had to be 100 guys there. Yeah. And they were all in one big line, and I seen these guys, they're all nervous, and they're all, and I'm like, Jamie! <laughs> <laughs> we're over there hugging, and people are going, what the heck no. is going on <laughs> Did you have your sword with you, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the greatest thing. Uh, I don't know who got the pot, but I, I don't it think... Was, I saw the. Uh, <laughs> saw I, I met one of no. I met uh, one of the um, guys who was there. Kendall. He's a uh, the chief fire chief of uh, Georgetown. Okay. He has a school in uh, Salisbury. Yeah. yeah. And um, I ended up going. I, I ended up keeping in touch with him from that point because one of my students from the Eido school was his students okay. at his school. So I ended up keeping in touch with them, and um, he said, did you ever see the part in that movie that you guys tried out for? I was like, <laughs> Two seconds. no. It was literally like 17 seconds. It was a black and white TV in the window of a store. And I was like, I drove to Alston, Mass twice. They called me back twice. Yeah, <laughs> they called me back twice. I was like, I drove to Alston, Mass twice for a 17-second yeah, part. They told you that. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, it's funny because when they call you back, you go, wow. Yeah, they like what they saw. Yeah, uh, they're calling everybody back. They got to make it look like their jobs I worth got, keeping. Right, I got know. to the last ten. Yeah, and they were picking two yeah. out of ten. And my girlfriend said to me, "She goes, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna pick that young, good-looking guy." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Why?" Yeah. And she goes, "Well, if they want like some type of like freaky killer, you'd fit the <laughs> you'd fit it better. Yeah, than like like this pretty boy martial arts <laughs> yeah, instructor." Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess she was right." <laughs> Uh, it's funny, yeah, because uh, I remember when I got a call. Yeah, they they were they, they liked your first audition. I go, now I know nothing about it. I go, wow, all right, that, that's pretty cool. I'll give it a shot. Well, I mean, you are not going to say no. Mm -mm. I don't know. And I heard the. I never saw the movie. Did you see the movie? No. Yeah, uh, I refused to watch it. it yeah, me too. <laughs> kind of lame. It kind of looked like a lame movie. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I wouldn't even mention the movie, but um, my it's funny because my son was in. Uh, the next Karate Kid, with, no, the one with the uh, with the, the, the when it was a girl. That was the, yeah, I don't think that was the, the next one. Karate yeah, Kid. It was the third one. You think I'd know? My son right. was in it. Yeah, and, it was the third one. And he had some good parts. In really? It. Oh, my son Jimmy, yeah. And uh, we got pictures of him, uh, Mr. Miyagi's, uh, the guy, the the bully uh, instructor's gonna oh, punch yeah. someone. Mr. Miyagi's looking over, and my son's right there no with kidding. another one of my students. I got him through uh, Grandmaster Park. Oh, who knew? Uh, yeah, so. That's yeah, awesome. Said, yeah, and they had a pretty good parts, and then they liked my son's look and called him up for another movie. As um, they liked his look, they wanted to talk to him. I called my son up. He was eighteen. I said, "Jim, hey, I'm all excited because he, you know, you could see him in that <laughs> movie." I said, "They like your look. They like the way you had your hat on backwards, Jim." You, I go, "They want you to go audition for another movie." I ain't got time, Dad. I got to work. I said, Jimmy, I said, he's 18. Yeah, this could be your new job. I said, Jimmy, they want to, they like you. 
I ain't got time for that. I'm not losing my job. And that's my son. <laughs> what he said is, I got a girlfriend, Dad. There's no way that I'm going to. Uh. So uh, to this day, I wonder what he thinks about, you know, not making that move. But um, it's just funny. Uh, but when I saw you that day, I was just so. And I think. I was, was your, My girl was with me. She was with you yeah, that day. Yeah, I remember that day. Long, long hair. Did yeah, she, had, she had long curly hair. Long yeah. curly hair, yeah. That was the first time I met her. But it was about five years ago. Yeah, it was about five, yeah. 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 I think that's what it was. And uh, so the thing is, um, you know, thinking back about training with you guys and, and you and, um, and and all your friends. Yep. I, uh, yeah, Bob, all, Mike. Yeah, yep. yeah. I remember... Uh, and we were the older guys. Yeah. 19, 20, 21. We were like the, the adults. Yes. And I remember training with you guys in that little school, and, uh, oh, we, we worked out so hard, and that was so much fun with Grandmaster Lee. Yes. I got hooked. And, and, I and you know, like yourself, I think you get hooked because of your friends. I got, Me and Gary got so close. Right. Uh, Grandmaster Pelletier and... Um, and a lot of other people, so a lot of people who are dead, they died. Uh, Conrad Hill, Dumont. Conrad Dumont. We called him Doctor. Yes. Everyone, everyone's got a nickname, yeah. as we all know. Yeah. Well, it's easy to remember. Yeah. Easy to remember if you And you, you know why we called him the Doctor? He was, he was a carpenter. He was the toughest, one of the toughest men you've ever met in your life. Yeah. He was a carpenter from uh, Canada. Yes. He could barely speak English, him and all his brothers. You're right. And uh, he did a lot of work for us at the school. And I remember him... Uh, he, he says to me, he says, Bob, go cut me a, a piece of plywood, blah, 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 inches. I went, all right. So I'm setting it up on the floor and stuff. He goes, I ain't got time for that. He picked up a, the, the plywood with one piece of hand, six-foot yep. piece of plywood, and sawed it. He sawed this thing with electric. With the, <laughs> saw. Up is a, up, just up in the air. He was, a, he was, he was tough. An he, well, we called him a doctor. He, yeah. could, he could fix anything. Yeah, with he was tough. Yeah. And uh, when he died a couple of years ago. Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, I I didn't know he died. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair towards the end. I actually tattooed his niece, oh, yeah. um, and she had mentioned that she that I knew her uncle, and I was right. like, and then she told me his name. I was like, oh, so I remember Conrad very well. Oh. I think my shins are still bruised from him blocking me. Yeah, he is a hard block. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I trained with him for many years, and and he fought, he fought a, a guy from Boston. Who was a national champ, and I remember I was refereeing one of the, um, I was refereeing another fight, and he was from our school. We used to fight all the kids from Boston, right? And uh, and they had one of the great teams. We had one from Lawrence. We had one of the great teams from Grandmaster Lee. You better not lose if you're training with Mister Lee. He would Grandmaster Lee would be upset. Why did you lose? <laughs> oh, we'll have to train harder. Yeah. Oh, you you fight like a wise guy. He even told me that. Uh, you you're, you're training and fighting like a wise guy. And, oh man, that humbled me right out. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> but I remember uh, Doctor Dumont fighting um, a guy's name was Lee, and, I, and he was a national champ. And he he was fighting this kid, and all of a sudden I kept seeing this kid Lee come flying on the floor by me. I'm 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 looking the other direction. He was hitting him with upper uppercuts, double uppercuts <laughs> instead of kicks. Because when you get it close, you'd do that, and the kid would fly. That's how strong. Oh, that's yeah. how strong he was. Um, and, uh, he, he couldn't. I and I don't. I, I know we didn't win that fight because uh, they weren't going to let him win. Because uh, we went 
there's a, there was an elite group that they wanted to go into the nationals all the time. Right. And politics plays a, a, oh, a, absolutely. in everything. Absolutely. Uh, so if you wanted to beat the elite, you would have to, um, you'd really have to beat them. You'd have to knock them out. Yeah. You know? Surprised he didn't. <laughs> I'm surprised too. Yeah. That's why it's funny because, um, People will talk about the, the people from uh, Boston. And I remember fighting Joe Rogan. Yes. Yeah, I fought Joe Rogan. And uh, uh, we, had, we had a good battle. We had a good battle. I got stories about that. I won't get into that today. But uh, did, you, did you ever compete in, in any other tournaments? Or? Yeah, I, actually, with, when I had studied with um, Young Kim, yeah, when yeah. I, I had tried going back. I went with him for a little bit. And um, we did a – it was in Lowell, and it was right before the Olympics, the Seoul Career Olympics. And it was national and international. Okay, yeah. They broke us up into two. Right, yeah. I signed up for the wrong, uh, <laughs> wrong thing. Yeah. And I fought this kid. And, I mean, this kid could have been kissing me and kicking me in the head. He was so limber. Yeah. Not a lot of power. Right. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They, 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 but it was yeah. all points. Right, it was all and, points. And um, I remember old school, you know, I'm blocking. I'm basically striking him by blocking his, his feet and his legs. Right. And... We went back into the dressing room after. Of course, he won. I went back, he went back. We went back into the dressing room, and he was limping. And I and I just looked at him, and you know, I'm humble enough. I yeah, said, yeah. Are you okay? are you feeling all right? And he says, "You have the hottest shins I've ever hit." Uh, and he says, "He goes, I says, well, congratulations on your win." He goes, "Yeah, congratulations on my win." He says, "I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down for at least the next two weeks." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I kind of smiled oh, and yeah, yeah. went off, and yeah, yeah. so but um, and then I. We we had done quite a few of the um, uh, AAU tournaments back in the day, but it was mostly for weapons forms. Um, right, right. Yeah. I didn't do so much fighting as far as that went back then. But. Right. Yeah, because we trained. It's funny because when I first started Grandmaster League, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven years go by in the beginning, and I remember asking Grandmaster Lee, "We got to do tournaments? No, yeah. no, I don't like tournaments. That's not Taekwondo." And right. I and I says, all right. He didn't want tournaments, nothing to do with them. Right, that was my era when I started with him. He, he, nothing. We, he wouldn't let us. He said, no, it's not taekwondo. They're just training one or two kicks. That's all they want. He goes, I'm training. Uh, you're going to learn taekwondo. So for years and years, then he got into it. It will. It, he could see all his all his friends uh, getting into the World Taekwondo Federation mm -hmm. for the Olympics. Right. Because now it was it turned into an Olympic sport. So um, then we got into it. And uh, we, some of these people fought for ten years already. We're walking in there in our in the uh, in our late twenties, early thirties, and we're just trying to be as flashy as we can be <laughs> with the high kicks and the jump spin kicks. And these guys are just throwing front round kicks and yeah. scoring points. And we're getting frustrated. It's like. What the heck is yeah, that? Yeah, it's all about points. <laughs> it's a point. And he was right. Yeah, it turned it into a sport over a martial art. My, my my thing too limited right too limited and uh and and it's funny because once we started training for tournament action i didn't like taekwondo i didn't love it like i did when i didn't have to do that right because now everything was a burden everything was work right uh, instead of loving the art and learning different things and boy he taught us everything grandmaster lee was he was just the best um but now, you know, and, and now you're at the Taekwondo school, you're not at Taekwondo, and, and um, uh, we're talking eighth, ninth degree grandmasters, all his. And if he didn't have over a thousand uh, black belts, 
um, easily. Oh, easily. master instructors. Uh, I'll bet you he, he must have had a, a good two hundred. Mm-hmm. And grandmasters, I think he's got. You know that that originally we're with Grandmaster Lee. I think we have ten to fifteen grandmasters, and still training together. Some yes, that was amazing when I went when I went back. That there was, uh, I think six. Six of them were still there, and that was 40, 45 years. Right, right. Yeah, we, uh, as I say, you know, and, and, and when, you train, when you train with your friends, all right, um, and you are really close, you enjoy going there just for the laugh sometimes, just because just you know you're going to train hard, but you know you're going to laugh. Um, whether you're sparring and kicking the living daylights out of each other, you know, we would spar, and uh, after our sp- we would spar 25 rounds. We'd do round robins and stuff, and after we'd spar, we'd look at each other and laugh at the bruises we gave each other. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, that toughens you, right? Yeah. That toughens you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, uh, but as I said, he, uh, he didn't want tournament action. Um, it, and, I, and I never understood until I did it. And I said, that's why he doesn't want to. Enter. And then the politics involved with it. I, I think it's kind of like doing something that you enjoy doing and getting paid for it, and it becomes a job. That's how I look at things like that. Right. Just like my right. job. It, some people ask me, do you, know, do you enjoy what you do? And I'm like, yeah, I, I do, but it's more for the people now. Right. If, if I had the money where I, did, I could do it as a hobby, right. I would enjoy it more. Right. It's uh, but think about all the people who, how many people you think you've tattooed? Thousands. It's been right. thirty years, think over thirty years. Imagine. So think about um, think about some of the people you've met, and they, you know, uh, it's and it's, and you're known around the whole world, probably. Right. You know, what amazes me is like people that still come in. Yesterday, I went in. It was my day off. I went in last night to work on a an old friend's daughter just turned eighteen. Right. right. I tattooed him when he was eighteen. Imagine. And his father came in with him, and I tattooed his father. So there was three generations. I mean, father was older than eighteen. Yeah. But, um, that that's. I I have a friend, my friend George, that still comes in. He was forty nine years old when he first came in. He's eighty years old. He still comes in, but not so much to get tattooed anymore. Sometimes he just comes by just to say hello. That's right. Yeah. Um, he's he owned a substantial sized business in his life. He's been a, a good mentor to me as far as if I have any questions or even just an opinion on something, I, I would contact him. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's just astounding. I was going to have a 30th anniversary party for the business in no, this, you know, on November 1st, and I started putting a guest list together. I says, this is impossible. You can't do it. I couldn't do it because right. you, know, you don't want to invite one person and not the other, and there was thousands that would have been on that list. Yeah, yeah. So it's and, and they all know you, and then <laughs> you forget a lot of them. <laughs> that's, that's, my problem is people say, "Bob, Bob, man, how you doing, Bob, Bob?" Not only do I don't know their name, I don't recognize their face. Like I've never seen them before. My wife will go, "Who is that?" And I'll go, "I, I don't have a clue." I, I married a couple. We ran my my girl and I were at the mall one time, and I ran into a couple, and they had a little boy with them. The little boy was probably about eight years old. He's the the gentleman says to me, Jamie, how you doing? I'm like, good, good. And his wife, you know, she gave me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And 
little boy, the little boy was standing. He goes, this is our son, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. He says, Jamie married me and your mom. And she <laughs> says, he goes, oh, that's cool. He's like, I'm going to be calling you. I want to come down and get some more work done. I'm like, great. They walked away from me. My girl looks at me. She goes, you don't have a clue who they <laughs> are. Knows. And I was like, I, like I've never seen them before. She, yeah. And I married them. <laughs> And I'm just looking at them going, no. I have a, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so funny. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because, you know, you've been with this so many years. I've been with my wife for four, over 45 years. She says the same thing. You have no idea who that person was. And I, and I look at her, it must be your face. You must have that perplexed look in your eyes like, who is? And you, and you get nervous. Well, when I started dating my girl, I dated her back in high school. And then we separated 35 years later. We ended up back together, just okay, yeah. ran into each other. <laughs> but I says, listen, if I don't introduce you to someone, that means I don't know who they are. Uh, so I says, what you do is you lean over and you say, oh, I'm D. And then I'll, I'll play like, uh, yeah, yeah. oh, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I was so yeah. excited to see you. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. they'll usually introduce themselves back. Oh, it's, it's but funny. yeah, it's, uh. <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, it's it, through my work years, you know, I've, I've worked at a, uh, a, a lot of big companies, you know, Wang, Textron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm at L3 Harris now. Um, hey, Bob, how you doing in the hallways? Because you know, I'm 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 in, I'm in all the buildings, here. and I go, Hey, what's up, champ? How you doing, pal? Hey, buddy, what's up, boss? Hey, <laughs> chief, yeah, hey, chief. <laughs> yeah. and uh, <laughs> one guy back in Textron. I'm getting in an elevator, and he's walking by with a, a briefcase, rolling briefcase, and I thought he was the um, I thought he was the uh, the uh, copy machine uh, 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 repair guy. Repair guy. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. Uh, so he's walking by the elevator, and the elevator doors open, and, he, and I look at him. I go, "Hey, what's up, champ?" Just like that. He stopped and gave me a look, and I looked at him right, and he gave me a, it was a kind of a dirty look. He's looking at me, and I go, "What's up?" <laughs> he goes, "Nothing. How you doing?" I go, "Good." He walked away. He was the president of Textron. <laughs> The president of Texas. I'm calling him Chip. And then at least call him Chief. <laughs> Chief. Yeah, I call him Chip. And then, uh, and uh, it's why I told everybody that. And they go, "You didn't." He's here to visit, and you're calling him Chip. And he was a war hero. Everyone knew him. He was a champ. He was a champ. Yeah. Right. But he gave me the eye, and I didn't like anyone giving me the eye because I called you Chip and asked you how the day is going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I rarely walk by anyone ever without saying. And I'm talking out in the street, in and out of restaurants. How you doing, bud? I'm and the same way. Oh, same way. Yeah, and they'll yeah. go. They'll they, they'll be shocked. Yeah. And they'll look at me and they'll go, "Hi," like they're nervous. My wife will go, "Why do you do that?" I go, "Because I'm trying to be nice to people. That's why I'm doing. We live in America. We're yeah. all Americans. Exactly. Say hi to who." And you know, that's the I, problem. People don't talk. That people are scared of each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people are scared of their own shadow. I guess I don't know. Uh, but grandmaster used to be. We used to be the same way. Uh, wherever we would go, we'd go to a restaurant. He'd walk into the restaurant. People would walk by. How are you doing today? Yeah. You know, and they'd look it's at a him friendly like, man. Oh, he was the greatest. Yeah. Uh, when you, uh, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna ask you to come back on my show, the Taekwondo show, uh, and do some more of your. Uh, as long as you are there this time. <laughs> oh, maybe we can do that together. We'll, we'll okay, do that we'll together. Okay, we'll do it together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any, anyone wants to know what I'm talking about the Taekwondo show, DATV's got a, we do um, uh, 
training, Taekwondo training show. I've been doing that for 30 years out of Pelham and Drake it. Um, you can, you can catch that on our DATV, um, .org, uh, if you want to watch any of the old episodes. I think some of them are on YouTube also, but I'm not sure how many, but, um, Jamie should be out, Reverend Proctor should be on, uh, on one of them. Uh, people, after you did that, people were flipping out because you don't see that anymore. And you take it for granted, that, and I know you do. Right. Uh, everyone, it's like Taekwondo. Right. Uh, everyone's doing it. Everyone knows about it. No one knows about it. No. And when they see what you're doing, it's like, whoa. Right. Because you don't even see that on TV. No. No. You know, so it's something you should never give up. I mean, it's something you, and, and even at the Taekwondo school, did you ever talk to anybody? I mean, you, you don't have to have a real sword. You can have the wooden Wooden ones, yeah. Yeah. Does, did you have a real one or a wooden one when you were here? I had a real one. Yeah. Yeah. We were at the school, actually. When we, oh, that's we right. You were at, at the school, school yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Grandmaster Pelletier uh, helped me out that day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I say. The real sword makes a nice sound. The, yeah. they, they call it the Steel Breeze. Right. Uh, which is actually a book by a friend of mine. Um, but uh, the uh, bohai, which is the groove, they call it the blood groove right. in the blade, causes the blade, if it's cut properly, will make a whistle, a whistling sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, not so much that. Yeah. That's kind of added, I think. Oh, is that Because, yeah. you know, even when you see them drawing a sword, yeah, yeah. The, the, the case is made out of, which is called a saya. The saya is made out of wood, so it wouldn't sound like oh, metal to metal. okay. All right. But yeah. they kind of add that effect oh, yeah. because <laughs> it sounds better. Yeah. But when you're actually making a cut, you can actually hear it. The sword actually will whistle. It sings. And it depends on the sword, depends on the the cut of that bohai, the blood groove, or it depends on um, the person. Um, when I started at the uh, Iaido, well, teach, uh, studying Iaido, I had bought this uh, sword. It was a company called Coal Steel, and it I mean, they showed this guy putting this thing through the hood of a car, and it's really a strong sword. And I ordered it, and it said Imperial something Katana. Well, it was six inches longer than I thought it was supposed to be, which if they're too long, you you can't. But I'm not. A, I'm only five foot seven, right. so to draw it, I couldn't. I didn't have enough arm oh, length. Okay. The owner of the dojo was six foot six. So I gave it to him. Uh -huh. I awarded it to him. I says, look, I says, this is, uh -huh. this is something, this is a gift from me. I says that, that I'm starting here and I want you to have this. So he really appreciated it. But he used the sword during the Ido class because he used to take it right, too. Right, yeah. And he was standing behind us because it was a live blade. So he kind of stood away because <laughs> normally the, the blades are dull. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were doing this cutting technique, um, we, basically an exercise. Right. And all of a sudden, it, all we heard was, Woof, and it was like, we all just turned and looked at him, and it was like because of his size yeah. and the size of this blade. That's what it, it made it noise. It, it made this like bass sound wow. that I've never heard. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, the sword is at the school. I donated it. His wife gave it to me after he passed away. Gave it back to me after he passed away. Yeah. I donated it back to the school, so it, it's it's next to his picture right. in the school and his grandmaster's picture in the right. school, and. Uh, no one in that school can make that sound except for him. Oh, isn't that cool? Yeah. And with the sword you gave him. Yeah, with the sword I gave him. No one, none of us trying to use that sword can make that sound. As, as you said earlier when we were talking before the show, good juju on your part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like that. Uh, it, and and when, you, when you would train with the, uh, the swords, did you, ha like, did you have the wooden swords and fight? 
You have a duel? Yeah, we did oh, some wow. of that. Um, not so much fight, but go through um, blocking techniques. Right, 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 um, yeah. there's, a, there's a pretty neat technique, which we can probably go over if we do um, if we do a show. Right, right. I'll bring a couple in. Um, and it's basically where you're coming up, uh, doing a block, and the other person's striking. Right. And as they're striking, the sword is kind of like swinging around. So then you're doing the strike, and they're doing the block. But if it forth. when it goes in sequence, it ha, it it makes it's like music. And that's with wooden swords. That's with the wooden swords. Yeah. You you would never with a, a no. I I I heard you mention a live sword. So a live sword would be a sharpened. Shop, yeah. And a, and a, a a regular not live sword would be real dull. Yeah. What they so what they you normally can still get use, hurt. right? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, what they normally use is they're made out of aluminum. I don't particularly like them. Right. They were called eito. Which was the which was a practice sword. Okay, yeah. um, I've always used a steel blade. I just took the edge off because I like the weight right. over the aluminum. Um, but I do have the live blades were mostly for cutting techniques. Where they use these tamagotchi mats. It's like a rolled up, um, basically it's like a rolled up bamboo beach mat. And it's right. wet, and they 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 uh, Cut for cutting. Out. So and this those swords don't have that groove. Right. They're made they're made just for cutting. Right. And, and it's. Uh because when you when you say that, I keep thinking of cutting a, a um, you know, a samurai cutting a, a candle, and it just it never moves. Right. Then it drops over. There's a, vi- a YouTube video. Um, it's called Death of a Grape. Yeah. And I cut a grape in half. You out do. Of, yeah. Out well, of the out of the air. It's it, you, I threw the grape up. There was right. like kind of a slow motion video. Right. My daughter actually took it, and um, I cut a fr- a frozen grape. I cut the grape in half in, wow. the, in the air. And yeah, that's was, on YouTube. Yeah, it was on YouTube. And, and what do they call it? I, I listed it as Death of a Grape. Death of a Grape. So <laughs> everyone, if you want to check that out, that sounds great. Yeah, uh, yeah so and now when you get your sword and you, uh, this is going to be something that you're going to train with, do they bless it? Or they, is there a ceremony that? No. Um, I would think uh, you would. You know? Yeah, because the, the samurai, um, they treated this sword, it wasn't like, like there's a lot of misinterpretations with samurais and ninjas and like the ninjas, they, if you look in a catalog, they'll have a ninja sword. It's a straight sword with like a square guard. That's fantasy. That wasn't that way. They would basically pick up, uh, you know, a dead samurai's sword and use that. Sometimes they would cut the blades down to make them a little bit more easier to conceal, but they never really used they never had their own sword. Okay. They didn't have the money for that. They were mostly peasants that were ninja. Oh, yeah. But um right, right, yeah. yeah, but the actual sword, I would imagine, you know, the real samurai, they right. were blessed because they were they honored that sword. Right. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you would have some ceremonies for Yeah, they would have ceremonies. And, uh, especially if they break or something or Right. Well, they never broke. They they, never that broke. was like Talk about bad juju. <laughs> oh, if a samurai sword broke, it was bad luck. Yeah. I I've seen I've seen modern day swords that have been made out of folded steel right. split a bullet in half. I mean, that's how strong they are. So you imagine you go back, you know, whatever, three hundred years when they were hand forging them. Right. Um, those swords were, were tough. They were strong. They never broke. When I saw you you uh doing the show here, um, and you're you were kneeling. Yes. You were kneeling. I because I, I, you you know you, you don't see too much on TV of samurai, but I remember I always was intrigued, and even like even anything with swords fighting and stuff, it's just so I love it. Mm. So I remember when I saw you on your knees doing it. Go, it reminded me of when they were getting ready to do Harry Car- Harry Carry. Right. 
How do you say it? Well, um, the, it's uh, all, it's also called. Um, there's another word for it. Harry Carey is more of, of what they, the pilots did back in the forties in, in, in uh, oh, so the that wasn't Japanese pilots. Um, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, of course, I can't think of it. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it's you uh, know what I'm saying. Yeah, they they actually uh, they would basically disembowel themselves, right? Uh, with because with the they sword. were dishonored, they right? Dishonored, and or, that would help them from being dishonored, or yeah, so they could enter the next world with with respect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kamikaze was, <laughs> was Kamikaze was, that was yeah. That's why I thought Harry yeah. Carey. Yeah, but uh, nice one. Thank nice you. Nice one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your office. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you, Gary. Uh, what was it gonna? Oh, so and then I remember because I was intrigued with it, um, and somebody probably texting you on on what it is. No, yeah, no, uh, nobody be that, no, none of my friends would be that nice. <laughs> yeah, somebody. Um, but I, I remember they would wrap the sword around the blade. I mean, I mean, not, not so they'd wrap a, um, uh, a, 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 a cloth around the sword before they, they, they would put it in there, uh, stick the sword in. Because they would grab the sword by the hand, right? The, the blade itself. Yeah, well, it'd, yeah, it'd fall on it mostly. Well, depends. I mean, a lot you, of don't you remember them wrapping the sword? And then doing it so that they don't bleed on people or something. That's what that could have that could have been. I mean, mostly I think it was just a jab in the stomach. And right. I mean, a lot of times you you uh, we actually had a form for uh, assisted to, to assist someone in that. But in, rather than disemboweling, it was basically beheading, and there was actually a form for that because he was supposed to be your friend, and he would behead you or you behead yourself. Behead him. Oh, so because for some reason he had to die and with honor. Yeah. And they, you didn't want to cut through his head, throat enough for his head to fall off. So it was uh Sabuka, <laughs> Sabuka. Sabuka. That's what it was called. There you go. Sabuka. Thank you. And it was, it was an assisted Sabuka, but you would, and we, you'd have to, as you made the cut, you kind of did like a stop. So that the blood, the, the the blade didn't go all the way through, wow. because the head hitting the floor would have been more dishonorable. And just saying, there's a form that you there's know. There's actually a form that I know that Jeez. that's it's for us. Pretty morbid. <laughs> it is, but it's part of it. No, I, it's, it's <laughs> ceremonial, and you that's you know it's what it all boils down to. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it is. If you're gonna do what they did, do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's so to practice that form, you, you didn't. No, we didn't get to do that. Not that you did it. Unfortunately. What, what, what I'm saying is, say you had the sword. Yep. You'd, you'd go through the moves like you were going right at the head and stopping. Um, or, or whatever you Well, had basically, it wasn't even that you'd go um, at the the head, the neck. You would, um, like, they were actually kneeling and oh, leaning okay. forward. All right. Um, and it was it was something that they just... That's what they did, <laughs> uh, you know. That's and and when your when your instructor taught you that, that's what he told you. That was what that's what it was for. And so now, what's this with the the sword going into your stomach and disemboweling yourself? That would be still sabuka. So what you do it yeah. yourself? Because I do yourself. remember whenever I'd watch them, because they were disgraced, dishonored. I remember them wrapping the the blade 
with with cloth. It could be because the handles were so long. I mean, the blades were so long okay. that maybe they did that All right, just maybe. to get a better grip. They maybe held a blade. Right, because their fingers would all Right, because if, yeah, cause you'd lose the fingers. Their fingers would end up falling off before you made it halfway through. It's not funny. <laughs> That's funny. Hey. No, it's not. How do we get off into that stuff? I don't know. <laughs> you started it. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> well, I'm pretty intrigued with your uh, with the samurai. I think that's really cool. And and you know what? We, I'd like to do a show with you uh, very soon where show me some of those blocks and stuff and how you do that. Sure. Well, that's intriguing. Like I say, no one sees that anymore. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I'm, I would be surprised... You opened up a little studio or you taught oh, God, no. private lessons. <laughs> you just don't have time. I know you yeah. don't. I, like I said, I I could. all I'd have to do is go back. Yeah. Um, the, the studio's right next to my shop, and the the owner of the studio now, the, the old one passed away. Yeah. Um, he actually, he had asked me a few weeks ago it, that someone was showing interest in it. But again, 60 years old, the hard drive's getting kind of small, so I'd, I'd, uh, I'd yeah, kind of yeah. rather focus on the Taekwondo right now. And you get your black belt. Uh, yeah, you, you have your black I, that was a goal that uh, yeah. I never thought I'd achieve with, yeah, yeah. with in Taekwondo, and I, I finally did. And I watched you the other day. We're, we're Facebook friends, and uh, and every once in a while, we throw things on for each other, and I saw the uh, front round jump, front round. Oh, yeah the, yeah, the 360? 360. He still got the moves. The moves are there. <laughs> Don't. It's not the move. It's the landing. <laughs> it's the landing. It, it sure is. Uh, I'm trying for a. I'm trying for a 480 reverse round, reverse hook kick with that. Right. To, before I hit the ground. But yeah. I'm Don't just, kill yourself. It's, yeah, that's still working you, on yeah. it. I because uh, I used to love doing those spin kicks and the jump, high jump kicks and stuff. And uh, today, my knees, they they tell me. Uh, oh yeah! They don't want you landing. They don't want you jumping too high. Right. I try to I try to keep jumping, but uh, nothing like I used to. And uh, you think it'd be sad that right. you, that your body, but you, as they it say, adapts. <laughs> and a lot of people don't have uh, the, the honor of getting our age, getting to be that age. I have many friends and cousins. They have children that died at five years old, ten oh. years old. So you know what I mean. Uh, we got lucky enough to train our whole life. And I think training keeps you healthy. Oh, it keeps you young. Right? It yeah. keeps you young. It keeps you healthy. Uh, it, it, it just keeps you going. Right. Uh, when you stop, and uh, I used to tell my father that. My father, uh, God rest his soul, he retired, and and he just stopped. And he was he'd move around when he was working. He'd move around. He was 63. Mm. And within less than a year, his heart failed. Right. So people say, oh, I don't want to, I'm too sore. Well, yeah, you're going to be sore. But if your heart gets weak because you stopped working out or you stopped moving, you'll die. Right. The I got some advice, I don't know, a few years back from um, Mrs. Cartier. Yes. Mildred. Yeah. And she came in the shop, my, my, biz, my business, she stopped by. She was looking for a pair of focus gloves, like right. striking gloves. Yeah. And I had a set. So I says, I have a set. You can have them. So she came by to pick him up, and my girl happened to be there. And Scotty is in her eighties, oh, yeah, and she still teaches five classes a week <laughs> in her eighties. Yeah, and yeah. she told water classes. Yep, and yeah, yeah. First thing she D said, 80s. my girl said to her, girl D said to her, "What's your secret?" She goes, "Just don't stop." No, she goes, "Just Never keep stop. moving." She goes, "Once you stop, that's it." And I think she's third degree, fourth third or fourth. Degree. I think she got her fourth, fourth maybe. I, I forget. Yeah, it's been I so many remember. years I had since I hit release, but I know she kept. As again, um, almost all my students and, and people are all on Facebook, so I see what's going on in their life. And yep. uh, it's amazing. It's 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 amazing that um, 
to see, I, I, I had a friend just stop by again. I tattooed, he just turned 50 and he happened to see that video on Facebook and he goes, I couldn't do that when I was 30. He says that. And so it made me feel good right. that I'm still capable of doing it, but I've actually left except for food, <laughs> led a pretty clean lifestyle. I mean, I've never smoked. I've never drank, never done drugs. Right. Um, big, it's a big difference. Yeah. It's and I mean, you know, you don't abuse your body. Uh, your body will take repair itself. Exactly. You know? And yeah. uh, that's one thing I watched with Grandmaster Lee. I mean, he, and, but, you know, even though uh, they liked rice so much and so much rice, stuff like that can hurt you. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Wang, they say he died from they just the rice diet, everything with rice and stuff. And, and certain things can hurt you even though. It's like overdoing anything. Right, right, like overdoing anything. So. It's about all the time we got there, my friend. Wow, that was an hour? That was a whole hour. Wow. Of, of we need another hour. We, we could go days. <laughs> I could go we days. We hardly even got into that. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate you coming on my show. I appreciate it's, you uh, asking we'll me. We'll do it again. I'm on it, sir. Thank we'll you. We'll do it again. And, and I'd like to get a couple of guys all together, uh, bang bang some stories uh, off each other. And uh, But what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll get together for uh, another Taekwondo show. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Have a good time. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Till next time, enjoy enjoy yourself and make sure you train hard and 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 keep healthy.